0: Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me. I want to be outside. I want to be busy. I want to be doing things. And I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that, I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food, big, messy meals. I don't have to think about like, oh, what am I going to? feed myself this week. It's all done for me with Factor. And thanks to Factors fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar, this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasting meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy nutritious options. You all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital. I like them for those busy days where I'm on the go with the kids and I can treat myself to these restaurant quality meals in just two minutes. And we're talking really great ingredients here like blackened salmon, yes please, and all of that without shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 and use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. I am so happy that you're here. This is the second time that I am recording this episode because I just recorded the whole thing. And I went back to just listen and make some edits. And I realized that um, it wasn't going through the right mic, that it wasn't going through my podcasting mic, that it was going through my computer mic, and it didn't sound good. So I'm just I'm going to do it again so I'll be curious to see if my walking meditation 101 if it you know if I feel like it turned out better on um, the second time when I went through it when I went through it twice and I have to say I don't know what it is my initial thought is like oh is mercury in retrograde and isn't that just like what we blame everything on now it's like seriously I'll just like stub my toe and I'll be like oh gosh darn, it must be some issue with Mercury or something. And I, you know, I don't know that much about astrology, but I know that Mercury is always getting in the way. So I don't know if Mercury is currently getting in the way, but I just feel like lately I've just been, I've just, you know, this is me showing my humanity here, but the last few days I've just made a couple of like really just silly mistakes. Some are like, you know, not the end of the world. Like, oh, I just spent an hour. Uh, you know, some they range from you know a a general inconvenience to like, kind of a really bad mistake. Um, the general inconvenience just being that you know I just spent an hour recording this episode and now I'm re-recording it. Two things that are like not reading some fine print on a contract that, uh, you know, may or may not, you know, is just a, a big mistake. Um, you know, not the end of the world, but not good. So I don't, like to me, and again, I'm just this is me showing my humanity that, you know, this, this kind of stuff happens to me too. You can be a meditation teacher and you can still find that you are not very present because I will say that one of my just... Biggest and earliest indicators that I need to just slow down and like focus on one thing at a time and be present and just practice a bit more mindfulness in my own life is when I start making just like little mistakes that could be avoided just by like slowing down and doing a double um, check. So as much as I would like to just assume that Mercury is doing something horrible and getting in my way, um, it's probably that I just need to be a little bit more. Present And mindful. So this is the second time, which, you know, it's not that bad because I kind of love talking about this stuff. So, you know, I don't really mind sitting here in this little closet of mine doing walking meditation 101 for the second time. So for you, this is the first time, but for me, you know, everyone, welcome back to this lecture the second time. So that's that. So if you are finding that you're also just making a few little just kind of those silly mistakes, it may be just a sign to slow down and to be present That's you know, the universe is definitely giving me that sign. So I'm going to be focusing on that because I've been learning that lesson the hard way over the last few days. So I don't think I have any announcements or anything. Um, I can't even remember what I said the first time. I don't think I had any announcements. But, you know, if I do, then I guess I'll just have to do this a third time. So let's just dive right into walking meditation. I wanted to really dive into walking meditation because it's something that we have dabbled in. And it's kind of sneakily one of the most popular styles of meditation on this podcast, even though I've only done two guided walking meditations. I believe there's only two episodes. Um, so, you know, I just thought like, Both of those episodes are two of the most downloaded episodes ever, so I know that we are enjoying it and we're utilizing it, so I thought it would be useful to dive into walking meditation, really unpack it, and I will be releasing another guided walking meditation on Sunday for all of you. Walking meditation is also a module in the 30-hour meditation teacher training, which enrollment for the summer session is going to open up in like a month-ish. So if you want to be on the wait list, uh, just send me an email, info at yogafreeonline.com, and just say, hey, Kelly, I want to be on the meditation teacher training wait list for summer I'll put you on that. I know it's a very sophisticated system where you just send me an email and then I put your name on a list. So pretty, you know, pretty wild uh, system there. But if you love learning about meditation or maybe you've dreamt of being a teacher, that is coming up this summer and I would love to have you for the summer session. So we're going to start right at the beginning, right at the basics, which is what is walking meditation. So walking meditation is an active form of meditation where you turn a walk into a mindful meditation practice. This is not a fast paced invigorating walk around the block. Walking meditation is a slow purposeful and deliberate walk where each step and each moment you're opening yourself up to your surroundings. It's like taking your meditation practice on a very slow paced walk. So I want to clarify, this is not your chance to double dip and be like, okay, great, awesome. I'm going to do a walking meditation so that I can get my exercise and my meditation done at the same time. Walking meditation is not about multitasking. It's not about trying to check off two boxes at once. The point of walking meditation is not to get exercise. It's just a different style of meditation and another vehicle to help you get to your deepest self or unlock higher consciousness which is something that we are working towards with meditation so and when I'm talking slow I mean like really slow like I don't it's kind of hard <laughs> like a meditation teacher training I have like a video in which I'm demonstrating it and I'm not quite sure how to like fully um you know explain this in an audio format but it's like just very very slow you just take like one step and you take your time really taking that step And then another. Like, you walk abnormally slow. Um, If anyone is, like, a pop culture fan, and does anyone remember, like, way back in, like, I think it was right at, at, like towards the beginning of 2020, towards the beginning of the pandemic, when Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello, they were doing this like really unusual, they're like these paparazzi pictures of them doing this like really unusual, like super slow walk. And like one of them had like a coffee cup, but it was like upside down. I don't know. It's very, it's like this, it's very, very funny, like iconic picture. Um, they were doing a, they were trying, they felt very overwhelmed. So they were actually doing a walking meditation. And it's now since, like, become this meme. But anyways, just Google, like, Shawn Mendes, um, Camila Cabello, like, slow walk. It's it's very funny. Um, but you'll be walking, like, abnormally slow with a walking meditation. Abnor- so abnormally slow that if you were a celebrity and the paparazzi were around, they'd take a video and they'd be like, mm, I wonder what they're up to. So, like, that's how slow I'm talking. So I was first introduced, getting back on track here, uh, I was first introduced to walking meditation when I was studying TWIM, when I was with Bonte Vomoranzi, I was with the monks you can listen to. I think that episode was called TWIM, Loving Kindness and the Monks or something like that. Um, and it was a part of my loving kindness meditation study. So it was used as a way to continue the meditation practice but break up long, like bouts of sitting meditation. So as we know, sitting for long periods of time, it's not great for your body. And when you are, you know, that extends to meditation, right? So if you are, you know, sitting in front of your computer for two hours, that's not good for your body. If you're sitting in meditation for two hours, it might be great for your consciousness and your mind and your connection to your soul, but it's still not Good for your body. Being sedentary for that long, it's not, it's just not good for you. So it's important to, as you extend your sitting meditation, uh, that you break it up with walks. So that's how it was utilized in TWIM in uh, Tranquil Wisdom Insight Meditation is what that stands for. We would use it where you'd be sitting for like an hour or two and then you'd get up and you'd do a walking meditation to keep your body moving and to make sure that you weren't um, potentially causing any like risk or harm to your body by sitting for too long. So it is important to physically get up and move, take care of your body. Um, But it also was a way to take your loving kindness meditation out into nature. We would, it was nice out, so we'd walk outside out into nature and to really just like radiate that loving kindness to all beings, which was something that I thought was really special and really beautiful, was to go out and take my loving kindness and just extend it and like radiate it in all directions and through my feet and to all the leaves around me and just like everything. It was really, for me, just a really, really nice, practice to feel more connected to the universe and the world around me and I think it's really hard to go out into nature and open up all your senses and be present and like not feel the power of that which is greater than us or feel like connected to the universe so that's how I was first introduced to it and that's how I really utilized it and since then I really I mean that was several years ago when I was first introduced to this and I didn't give walking meditation like as its own style that much thought I just was kind of like oh you know it was this thing that I did with Twim and it was nice and it was slow and it felt kind of silly at first but then I really grew to enjoy it and it wasn't until I really started teaching meditation that I found myself being curious about Walking meditation. And I was like, well, is you know, really what I was curious about was were other people doing it, or was this just like a twin thing? And there's definitely other people doing it. i I started when I was curious about this, as we all do, which is just on Google. And I googled walking meditation. and i I promise meditation teacher training. It's more. i I promise I've learned more since just starting with Google. but, Google is such a great place to start. Like if you're curious, okay, I'm sorry. I don't have to explain to you like how great Google is, but so many things start with just a good old Google. So I Googled walking meditation and I was really surprised at how many different styles were utilizing walking meditation or a form of walking meditation in their practice, either to break up longer sitting meditation or as its own style or for many different purposes. And at first, I was not necessarily resistant, but I wasn't quite sure about walking meditation because it was so different than what i had been taught before and about what meditation was. So i had been taught that meditation is single point of concentration, which it is, and that you can't do anything else while you're meditating, which, you know, 99% of the time is true. And when we talk about walking meditation, it's important to distinguish the difference between like taking a mindful walk and like walking meditation. So that slow, intentional, you know, letting your point of concentration be in your feet when you're walking or repeating a mantra with each step, like that's a walking meditation. Being mindful when you're going on a walk is just being fully present, with the walk. So I can take a mindfulness walk. I can take the stroller with Porkchop. I can take Mila. Sometimes I take both the stroller and Mila. We go for a little walk around the neighborhood. I don't listen to music or podcasts or anything. I'm just like present and enjoying my time taking them for a walk. That's a mindfulness walk. I would not be able to do a walking meditation like quickly or with my dog or, you know, with my my child. I will say though that for those of you that either have children or work with children, teaching them about a mindfulness walk can be such a beautiful, special, and simple way to introduce this idea of mindfulness to children. Like they really just seem to grasp it so easily. And all you do is you just you know, teach them that we're going to go on a slow walk, we're going to open up all of our senses. And we're just going to take in all of our surroundings and listen to the sounds and what our feet feel like and just having them take like a mindfulness walk. Kids not only really like it, but it really seems they just grasp onto it so quickly. And I found that that's a wonderful way to introduce your children to this idea of like being present and being mindful is taking a mindfulness walk with them. And it's a nice way to get out of the house. And, you know, I know I have um, some teachers that I've trained and they do it. You know, they'll go out, you know, just outside and take a little break and do a mindfulness walk, which I think is really great. So I just want to make that distinguish or sorry, I want to distinguish between those two things of like just being mindful when you're going for a walk versus like a walking meditation. So I was a little bit resistant because I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. I was always taught that like you can't do something else when you're meditating. Like you can do anything mindfully, but you can't like do other things when you're meditating. And for the most part, I do still believe that that's true. But walking meditation is kind of the exception to the rule where you can move your body and you can walk and still be meditating at the same time. And so I was really intrigued by how many different styles, particularly more traditional styles, utilize walking and walking meditation in their practice. So I went down this like cool deep dive and wormhole and, you know, emerged like, I don't know, I feel like I sometimes Doesn't it seem like you go down these wormholes and then you emerge like truly like years later? Not that you have actively been on, you know, researching that whole time, but it's like you return to it again and again. You keep looking into it and like learning more and learning more and learning more. And then it'll be like years where you feel like you're finally kind of emerging from this wormhole. And I started dabbling in walking meditation and sharing it with my students and, you know, doing these practices and playing around with it myself. And I found it to be really interesting. And walking meditation probably isn't a style that I do super often but I really enjoy it when I do and I have found that it can be really beneficial one when I want to just mix things up it also can be beneficial although you can do walking meditation inside like you can do it in a hallway and walk you know like 10 paces forward and turn around and walk like 10 paces back you don't have to do it outside For me, I find if I'm in like a really beautiful place or I want to really ground and connect with nature, that doing a walking meditation outside, either in my yard or, you know, going somewhere else can be really useful and beneficial. And it just helps me to feel connected to the universe and just really have that gratitude for the world around me. Um, And yeah, and it's also, I think I use it. I don't think I use it. I know I use it frequently when... I need to move a little bit more, but I also want that like mental clarity and break of a meditation. So for me, that looks like if I'm doing like a lot of writing, I'm sitting in front of my computer, maybe writing a lot of meditations and I just need that break. I've been sitting for a while, so I might get up and do like a walking meditation so I can kind of get that that clarity, but also move my body as well. So that's how I like to utilize it in my everyday life. But I want to talk about uh, how you can do a walking meditation and all the different variations and styles that there are. If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like, It could be I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Okay. So how exactly do you do a walking meditation? So there's several ways that you can do a walking meditation and you also can make it your own. But I have compiled a little bit of a list of some of the most common techniques and some of my personal favorites so that you can just give walking meditation a try. And although there are different, you know, I have guided walking meditation episodes as I've already talked about on this podcast. But as you know, I really want people like, of course, I love that you're here. (laughs) I love that you're here and I love that you listen to these episodes. But I also recognize that meditation is such a personal practice and I want you to like play with different styles and try doing a walking meditation without guidance and just see what happens like when you're working with your own mind and thoughts and feelings and meditation experience like you need to just play around a little bit so I encourage you to give some of these just a try maybe if it's a nice day out or if you're sitting a lot one day at you know work or you're working from home and you want to give it a try just you know just dabble a little bit see what happens and remember eight to ten minutes is enough so just set your timer for like eight minutes and just give it a whirl So here are some of the most common ways and different styles of walking meditation that you can try today. So the first is walking in silence and opening up all of your senses. So being completely present with each moment and your surroundings. And then just moving slowly with each step. So this is almost like taking a present moment meditation on a walk and allowing your senses to be open and present and just taking in your surroundings as you walk. So remember, present moment meditation is really utilizing the senses. And this is where I talked about um, instead of it being pratyahara or withdraw the senses, it's almost the opposite where it's like you open up all of your senses and turn outward and like fully experience the moment as you walk. So this is very much just like a very like cut and dry traditional walking meditation. Just walk in silence, open up all of your senses, walk slowly and be intentional and present with each step. Another kind of variation on this is that you could really focus on your feet. So as you're walking, yes, you're taking in your surroundings, but you're really focusing in on your feet, how the feet feel, uh, the connection between your feet and your shoes or the ground beneath you. Like that's just a little variation. We really focus on the feet. You also can do this walking meditation where you do some senses cycling. I believe I talked about senses cycling in the anxious or the practices for anxiety episode because this is one that's really really useful when you're feeling anxious because it just brings you right into the here and the now and really grounds you in the moment so senses cycling is where you just cycle through the different senses so instead of trying to open up all of your senses and be present you start you're just like okay what do i see and then for a moment you take in what you see and then what do i hear then you focus on your sense of hearing for a moment what do i feel what do i smell what do i taste and you just take a beat at each sense and you cycle through them so you can be walking slowly and practice some senses cycling um you can just you know really just that's it. that's it <laughs> That's it. That's all I had to add for that one. Because it really is just that's kind of walking meditation, like in its very uh just traditional pure sense, like just slowly walking, being present with your senses and letting your point of concentration be like each moment or each step. Another style or variation is that you can become completely immersed with the sensation of your feet touching the earth. Or by saying a mantra with each step. So I touched on this one in the last point just briefly, but really focusing on the feet. And I'm talking like not just, you know, each step be like, oh, my feet are touching the ground. My feet are touching the ground. But almost feel like every single muscle in your foot as it, as it you know, contracts or as it relaxes when you take a step. Like feel the heel and then feel, you know, you shift your weight from the heel to, you know, the ball mound to the toes like focusing in like this is the first last and only step you've ever taken but doing it by focusing solely on the sensation of the feet you also can incorporate a mantra here weaving mantra into walking meditation can be a really nice practice and it also gives you something like I find this is nice if I'm doing a walking meditation inside because there may not be a whole lot of like interesting or you know stimulating things for my senses if I'm just walking up and down my hallway but incorporating some kind of a mantra can be really nice in those instances so you know, you can, you know, maybe with each step, like when you use, when you use, when you step with your left foot, you can say peace. And when you take a step with the right foot, you can say harmony. Or you can, you know, with the left foot, I am at peace with the right foot. I am aligned. Um, really anything, but you can Take a mantra and either split it in half, say the first half with one step, the second half with another step. Taking two words, saying one word with the left foot, one word with one word with the right foot, or two short mantras, you know, one for each foot. That's a really common way to kind of spice up a walking meditation. And I personally don't have to do it this way, but I find that that works really well when you're inside because sometimes... When you're walking outside, you'll be really pulled to use your senses. And it can be a lot, you know, you find yourself getting distracted because you're like, oh, don't forget about the senses. Oh, but then I'm also working with my mantra. Oh, but then don't forget my breath. Oh, and focus on the feet. I find that mantra works really well if you're just inside, maybe, you know, walking 10 paces forward, turning around 10 paces back, where using your senses or, you know, utilizing a different kind of style or flair or focusing on the feet when you're outside, especially if you're walking barefoot, can be really useful for outside. You can do any of these inside or outside. That's just my personal experience and tip on that. Now, another uh, style of walking meditation or another variation on walking meditation is syncing your steps up with your breath. So this is a really nice, simple practice where, you know, you just maybe every time you take the full inhale, you're stepping with the left foot. So it's, again, it's slow, right? So the entire time you're inhaling, take that whole time to take a step with the left foot. And then the whole time you're exhaling, you can take a step with the right foot and really, really just take your time, you know, one full inhale for one step and then a full complete exhale for the next step and see like how slow and intentional can you be and sync up each step with your breath. And I find that this is sometimes, again, this particular variation where you're syncing your step with your breath, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling kind of scattered and you want to just like tune in and focus on your breath, like just slow down, take this slow walk and one breath or one half of the breath per step can be a great way to kind of just like hit that pause button, dial in and bring yourself into the here and the now is just syncing up that breath and the walking at the same time. Now walking 10 steps forward and then 10 steps back in a single line is another variation. Now this can be a tricky one because it's going to require a lot of concentration because you're focusing on just being present and being really, really slow and intentional with each step. And you can count your steps, you can go forward one, Sometimes we'll do this with breath in different guided meditations where you'll, you know, inhale one, exhale two. You can do this and count your steps and really cultivate concentration by counting your steps. And you can decide it's common to maybe do You know, I've said this a few times, but 10 steps forward, then turn around, walk 10 steps back. You also could try to maybe just count as high as you could and being slow and taking your time to walk. But counting your steps or having a certain number of steps is a really common variation on walking meditation that you can try. This one's great if you're wanting to work and focus on cultivating your ability to concentrate. This is a really good one because it can be kind of challenging. Now, another, uh, this is the last variation, is taking as much time as you possibly can for each step and focusing on the sensation of the step. So these are nice. I mean, I've said every time they're slow steps. You guys get it. They're slow steps. It's like every time it's like slow, slow, slow. You get it by now. Slow steps. But walking just heel to toe. But feeling that step and so feeling like each part of your foot because you don't just you know you're not like a dinosaur stomping around where you like pick up one foot or like elephants kind of walk like this where it's like they pick up one foot and they set the whole foot down right you start like at the back of the foot and you kind of like roll on your foot in a way and so really being intentional but tuning into the foot and like The walking and the mechanics of the walk can be a nice variation. So just make it really deliberate and stay focused with each step and feeling. And I think you'll find, at least I find this, that when you do kind of this variation where you're focusing on like the foot and the sensation of walking, it's almost like harder to balance. Like you kind of get thrown off balance sometimes when you slow it down that that much, and you focus on, you know, really starting from the heel and moving your way up to the toes. But I think, in a way, that that's good and it challenges you and it forces you to really be present with your body. And one variation that I don't have here on my notes, but that I remembered in my mind right now is walking and experiencing gratitude for your body. So this is one, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I at different times in my life have, you know, really struggled with my just my body and my appreciation and my love for my body and my just relationship with exercise and food and just, you know, appearance and and all of that jazz. And I found that A really useful practice is, you know, walking and feeling my body when I walk and trying to really cultivate gratitude for my ability to walk. For you know my body being alive and cultivating some gratitude for my healthy and whole body with every step. For me is a nice practice during those times. It just kind of grounds me, brings me back into the moment of just like, you know, my body is strong and it is healthy and I'm grateful for that. And um, just kind of working on some of that, maybe body acceptance or body neutrality or whatever it is that you're working towards. I just personally have found sometimes incorporating a walking meditation with gratitude and appreciation for my body's well-being and health to be useful and um, powerful. So just remember that the main objective is to get the body moving a little bit, get the blood flowing, and just allowing yourself to be immersed in your point of concentration, which is your walk or your feet or something that has to do with your walk. So just, as I've said, be slow, be intentional, just move and experience the walk and let some aspect of your walk be your point of concentration and just play around with a little bit. Try these different styles, like just see what happens and see if it resonates with you. And then of course, you know, there's different guided walking meditation practices that I've recorded for you there'll be another one on Sunday Um, but really just you know play around with it so the last thing that I wanted to touch on just briefly is some of the benefits of walking meditation like who it might be for mostly because I think I don't know we just we always kind of want to know like why why should we be doing this like what is it good for like what are the benefits I just want to touch on that briefly before I wrap up this episode but Walking meditation is something, it can be great for anyone, but I have found that it can be particularly great for those who really struggle to sit still. But I will say that if you're someone that struggles to sit still, the slow pace of a walking meditation, like that is going to be challenging and probably frustrating for you. But if just the idea of like sitting, just static sitting for meditation just sounds really unappealing to you, try a walking meditation that can be a little bit of like a compromise like you're moving a little bit but you're not moving very quickly but you're moving your body and just you know give it a whirl so it can be great for someone who really struggles just to sit still it's a great way like i said to break up a long sitting meditation or taking a break during work or if you're sitting for long periods you know for anything maybe you're like Binging Netflix—that's something that I—I I won't go too far on this tangent, but I—I I don't know—I've been like missing that a little bit. That's one of those things that I kind of miss from like my—and this is such like you know—I'd never trade pork chop for my ability to like binge watch Netflix, but that's something that I just recently like. Gosh, when was the last time I just could like take a day and then you just like find something great to like binge watch, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here for hours. Um, I kind of miss that a little bit. But in my former life, when I had time to, you know, binge watch things... Why not get up and and break it up, take a break, do a little bit of a walking meditation, like go outside, you know, give that a whirl. So anytime you have a long period of sitting, you can use this to break that up and also meditate as well. This is wonderful if you are someone who loves nature or you want to connect deeply with the environment. You just, if you're that person, you're just like, Ugh, like, I just feel that peace in nature. This can be a great one. Like go out, find a beautiful setting, try a walking meditation. I think you will really like it. Um, It's good for those who want to work on connecting with their bodies. Maybe they are, you know, maybe you are disconnected to your body or you, like I said, want to work on cultivating some gratitude for your health and your whole body and the fact that you can walk like this can be great. This can be challenging to do with kids, like straight up like traditional walking meditation, but like I said, a mindfulness walk can be great to do with kids. And so you can kind of sprinkle in these ideas by just taking them out on a walk and just talking to them about being really present and taking everything in. It's also a very grounding practice if you're like I really just need some grounding like just take your shoes off go out in your yard or in a park or anywhere just get your feet on the earth and take some slow intentional steps practice a walking meditation you will be grounded really really quickly and it's just a great way to like tune in and ground in and it also really forces you to slow down and be present with your surroundings so kind of like I talked about at the beginning of the episode and this is just meditation in general but when you are just so when you're like go 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 or you're you know for me it's just juggling a lot of Different things at once, and I find myself trying to just like quick, like, oh, check this thing off. Okay, that's done. Check next thing. Oh, that's done. Check next thing. That I'm rushing a little bit and I'm making these little simple, you know, mistakes that can be a bigger deal. And, you know, slowing down and being present with your surroundings. Like, for me, that's one of the best ways when I find that I'm just making these little silly mistakes that I'm not being present. It's like, okay, just stop, hit the pause button. Slow down, be present, like feel your feet on the earth, and just take a few steps. It can be really, really wonderful for that. So, that is what I have for you today. I will have a new guided walking meditation for you on Sunday. And if you are interested in this style or the seven other different styles that are in meditation teacher training, I highly, well, obviously, I recommend it because I created it. It's like, oh, I highly recommend and my own training. Of course I do. I created it from my heart and from my soul. But if that is something where you're, if you want to teach or if you're like, you know, I really just... I want to learn like deeply, like if you love these one hundred and one meditations, like you will love meditation teacher training because it's so much deeper. So the next session is going to be opening in about a month-ish. So email me info at to get on that wait list. And you want to be on the wait list because I always give some little extra special things for people on the wait list. And if not, then that's cool too. And I appreciate you. And I hope that you are having a wonderful day. And thank you so much for just having some fun with me and exploring walking meditation.